Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is Nat Spring Training Live. From Duffy's Sports Grill in West Palm Beach, Florida, on 106.7 The Fan. Yes, we are here at Duffy's Sports Grill on Clematis in downtown West Palm Beach with lots of Nats fans. We're here to take in the second edition of National Spring Training Live. Charlie Slows, Dave Jackler with you for the next hour, next Sunday as well, and the 16th on a Saturday from 7 to 8, and again with special guests. And tonight we have... A couple of Nationals players here. We'll begin this first half of the show with Nationals pitching prospect Cole Henry. Welcome, Cole. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. It's no, pretty cool. Number 99. We got a chance to, to be across the state and see you pitch, and we're, we're talking about you on the air. We're going, why would anyone choose number 99? There's got to be a, a special story why you're number 99. Yeah. Um, so when I got to camp, I actually was 72. Uh, as a younger well, that, guy, you call for holding if you're yeah, 72. Exactly. You got bumped, right? Yeah, exactly. It looks way better on a golf scorecard than it does on the back of a <laughs> baseball jersey. But um, yeah, I was I had 72, and as a younger guy, you don't really get to pick your number. You know, it's kind of just you know whatever they give you is what they what, what you get. And so um, I had like a week into camp, uh, we signed Zach Davies, and our club comes up to me and he's like, "Yo, uh, Zach Davies wants your number." Um, so you're going to have to pick a new number. And so I was like, all right, well, I don't really know my options. What are my options? He's like, listen out these, you know, not great baseball numbers, like 47 and just, you know, a bunch of 74. And so uh, I was like, can I, is there a, you know, limit to how high I can go or how low I can go? He's like, you know, anywhere between like 70 and 99 is probably okay. And I was like, I was in 99. I was born in 1999. There you go. That was one of my guesses that that was, I thought, yep. Either you're a fan of, of Rick Vaughn and Major League. Yeah, exactly. That's, so that, that was a little bit of it, too. Okay. Um, Spencer Strider, uh, Wayne Gretzky, you know, the list right. goes on. A lot of great 99s out there. Well, I so. thought fastball velo. You can yeah. hit 99. That's what you want to yeah, do. Exactly. Want, I want my number. Yeah. See, everything used to be low numbers, but these days it kind of started with, like, Gretzky wearing 99. Hockey yep. players wearing high numbers. And, and in the case of Zach Davies, his number's entire career had been 27. Yep. Well, he gets here, and that number's already taken. Exactly. So what number? He decided to flip. The two numbers. Yes, sir. That was that was the deal, and uh, yeah, I didn't have much of an option, but I thought 99 was was probably the coolest one, and uh, 
you know. Because they don't just – the thing is they don't hand out 99. They no. don't hand out zero. So those are usually by request. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so, I mean, if, if you can make it to the big leagues with 99, are you going to stick with it? Or do you have a number that is kind of your number that you wore in college, high school? Do you have, like, a favorite number? Uh, I wore 18. So, you know, 9 plus 9 equals 18 as well. So that, <laughs> that, that went to a little bit too. But um, – yeah, I'm usually 18, but, you know, yeah, we'll see how 99 treats me. And uh, if it treats me well, you know, might be a, a keeper. Now, you have come back from thoracic outlet syndrome. You had some arm problems before that. I mean, nobody wants to hear those words, thoracic outlet syndrome. It's a long road back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were out from the time they, they diagnosed you had the surgery right about a year. You came back last August. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, it's not much of a, you know, it's pretty scary at first. And then... Um, you know, the doctors kind of explained to me I'm a pretty young guy, and uh, younger guys usually have a little bit more success bouncing back. Um, so that was pretty encouraging to hear. And uh, it was a pretty tough surgery at first. First month or two was pretty tough, just getting used to it. And uh, um, they did a, a lot of stuff, you know, cut up some of my neck muscles and my pec minor and removed a rib uh, to stop compressing on my nerves. So it was a lot of getting used to it and uh, just a lot of rehab and getting into, you know, just step by step, taking it day by day, and by the end of it, you know everything's feeling great. And uh, I'm a year, I'm about a year and a few months out of it, so it's all good now. So I guess the first part of it is, is what what anything in particular caused that? Was it was it mechanical or just kind of the just throwing a baseball, which is yeah. necessarily the most natural motion? Exactly. Yeah, it's not very natural. For um, yeah, I think it was just throwing a baseball over time. Uh, you know, like you said, I had some stuff previously that they couldn't really pinpoint what was going on i'd have stuff you know kind of up and all up and down my arm and uh you know they could never really figure out what it was and so i kept going to different doctors and you know they all tell me the same thing just take a few weeks or a month off and ramp it back up see how it feels and it would feel good for a few months and then it would slowly start to bother me again and uh we finally got down to the bottom of it went to see a doctor in uh, dallas texas dr pearl and he really did a um you know extensive deal with me and uh, did a nerve block with me made me throw with a nerve block in and ended up feeling really good as the nerve block helped a lot so you know it kind of helped our decision with like all right it's definitely something neurogenic uh, with the nerves and we just went ahead and followed through with the surgery and it's it's been a lot better since so so. after you have the surgery what's what's the first milestone when can you start kind of lifting weights or doing anything weight bearing on your upper body and then ultimately how long does it take to graduate to throwing a ball again um so Thoracic outlet's actually a pretty quick recovery. Uh, you're not really, you know, they're not fixed. They're not going in there and you know retying a UCL or, or you know a shoulder. Um, it's basically just removing stuff that's you know causing pain. So you're just basically waiting on your your arm to feel better again. You can move it around. Um, it only took about a month or so, it's, so I can start doing bands and just a lot of uh, plyo balls. You know, just starting to slowly move the arm back into a throwing motion, and it got better and better, and just followed a pretty short throwing program and i was i had it in august and i was able to start back up uh, last spring training right at the beginning so it was a little we took it a little slow but i could have easily gone one or two innings at the beginning of spring training last year and been fine well you become an expert on on thoracic outlet syndrome when you go through it i didn't know there were a couple of different kinds because other guys have had where they've had uh problems with clots yep. because of pressure from the rib on, on, on arteries, mm-hmm. but yours was not that kind. I guess yours was similar in a way to Steven Strasburg's. Yes, yes. Yeah, there's two, uh, vascular and neurogenic. Obviously, um, there's a lot of stuff that runs through your neck area, you know, veins, arteries, nerves, all that stuff. So 
yeah, it can it compress on your veins, your nerves, um, you know, either one, both of them sometimes too. Uh, so yeah, it, it can be through your veins or, or your nerves. Yep. So when you when you got back, you were able to throw about 33 innings last year in, in the minor leagues, Fredericksburg, Wilmington, and Harrisburg. Did you ever kind of feel like yourself at any point last season? Uh, or is it still kind of a work in progress to find what you were before all this happened? I would say last season was definitely a, a, a constant battle of, you know, pitching and then not really knowing how I'm going to feel after um, going out there kind of scared to let some loose because I'm scared to, you know, set myself back a few weeks. Like I want to – my main goal is to, you know, stay healthy throughout the whole season um, and just try to finish the season strong and go into this year knowing that, you know, I'm healthy – I'm going the offseason full force, um, work on strength, and just, you know, getting ready for a whole complete season. So, yeah, I think uh, last year it was just kind of like, you know, finding, trying to find myself again, get back out there and uh, facing hitters and different things like that. And then this offseason I was really able to focus on getting myself better uh, mechanically and physically and, you know, prepping for hopefully a long season this year. You grew up in Alabama, Florence, Alabama, and then, uh, high school star, you go on to pitch at LSU, terrific program. We know how many players have come out of LSU and gone on to play professional baseball, and Nats have one uh, in camp right now. It was the second pick in the draft last year in Dylan Cruz. You also were a second-round pick in 2020, but that was the year where you get drafted and nothing can happen after that. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was uh, definitely an interesting uh, time uh, in 2020, obviously with COVID and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was – it kind of sucked because I, I didn't really get to finish my sophomore year at LSU, and I really wanted to, you know, pitch that whole year, obviously, as anybody else would. Um, but, yeah, COVID had other plans for everyone and just kind of took it day by day, month by month. And, you know, we were just hoping that, you know, there would be baseball the next year. You know, nobody knew anything. And so it was kind of like the world, you know, stood still. And, um, yeah, it was just a very interesting time. And I enjoyed my time at LSU. I felt like it was really short, but – yeah, it was uh, very memorable, and, uh, and I'll take that experience with me for the rest of my life. Now you got to face uh, Dylan Cruz in, in uh, live BP, and what was the result of that? Yeah, he got me. He clipped me a little bit out there, <laughs> hit a homer off out. me. Yeah. So now, now, I mean, you could get him out the next ten times. He's probably only going to mention that one, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like to blame it on, you know, it was the first couple pitches. He knew I was going to throw him a fastball. He, he did what he was supposed to. It's a live bullpen, you know. So, uh, yeah, him and James Wood both got me. So, I – I take credit for James' James uh, you got success. Him hot. You yeah, got him I got hot. him hot really right. early. So I told him if he needs me to throw a bullpen again to him, I will. Yeah, yeah I got a feeling that he's going to do that to a lot of pitchers. Oh, no from doubt. what we've seen. No doubt. His live BPs are are phenomenal show. Yep. Uh, and what we've seen in the game so far. I mean, you're seeing the talent around this organization, mm -hmm. position players. In, and like them, like James Wood, this is your first year in big league camp, added to the 40-man roster last November that, that's always exciting because you know you're going to big league camp on the big league roster oh yeah yeah it's been a really cool experience like you said we have a ton of great players and uh, lots of young guys which is cool too um, lots of familiar faces for me you know as a younger guy sometimes I feel like other teams it's all vets and uh, and you know you don't know how you're going to fit into the clubhouse and different things like that but I know most of our clubhouse coming in um, especially younger guys have kind of come up together um, so it's been cool to have just a bunch of friends and uh, familiar faces around, and it, it really feels like, you know, we're all becoming a, you know, one solid group and a, a good team. You, so. you had your first two outings in, in Grapefruit League play. It's the first time you've ever, you know, worn a big league uniform. It's a spring training game. Mm -hmm. What were the butterflies like for the first outing? Yeah, I mean, it, they were there for sure. Uh, it's just, you know, 
any year you come in, your first few outings, you're always going to be a little nervous or not nervous, but more excited, you know. Um, yeah, it was, it's really fun to get back out there facing hitters again, especially in big league camp. You're facing these great hitters on, on the other sides too. So, um, yeah, it's been a really cool experience so far and just looking to learn from it week in and week, week out. So. And you pitched yesterday. I mean, I know you, you don't know these other hitters. I mean, you don't, mm-hmm. did you know any of the guys you were facing yesterday in, in, in Boston? Um, I knew Yoshida, the uh, <laughs> lefty, just because I'd seen him on TV a few times. But, yeah, um, the other guys, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know any of them. Uh, I think it was kind of a – they flipped the lineup over to yep. the minor leaguer side. So, yeah, I didn't really – know or have any scouting reports on anybody yeah just, neither uh, did we so yeah. <laughs> well and, and obviously you had the you know the view of what the, what happened with dale and lyle and mm-hmm. you, you you know your your teammate you played Definitely. with him right yes and he almost made a spectacular catch and the great news was to report that uh, today he was he was feeling better had the bruise on the yep. on the tailbone but what was as you're watching that play develop i mean it looked like an out and the wind yeah. caught it so how did, yeah. how did you see that whole play um yeah i he hit the ball and I, you know obviously it was a fly ball so i I look up and I just see Dalen kind of camped a little bit, and then and then he starts moving back, you know, further and further. And I'm like, all right, this might have a chance to get out. And then he gets right up to the wall and he jumps for it, and all I see is his two feet go in there. <laughs> and uh, I saw their bullpen kind of like, I couldn't tell if they were celebrating or if they were calling for someone to come out. And then they're like, yeah, they're calling for someone to come out there. So I was like, oh no, like, you know, I love to see that kind of effort out of my outfielder, but at the same time, at, at the at, expensive you know what so um that was kind of a tough scene as far as just seeing him lay there and not move for a few minutes uh i think everybody out there was kind of scared the umpire didn't really know what to say um i was asking him like do i need to continue to throw do you think the game's going to continue he and so there was a lot of unknowns at that point and mm. it was just a really uh interesting you know event that happened i yeah I was, you hate when something happens like that in the exactly. game and somebody gets hurt and now this is awkward Time, 15 minutes or so yep. before we resumed and you did get to throw some more mm-hmm. and you got to go before and the game again. Resumed. yeah yeah yep. yeah that's always tough we're visiting with nationals pitching prospect cole henry you're listening to national spring training live on 106.7 the fan from duffy sports grill on clamata street in west palm beach lots of nats folks here they're getting 10 percent off their bill if they wore nats gear here tonight they all did. at duffy's they, they all, all did 10 percent off your bill We'll come back with more with Cole Henry when we continue right here on 106.7 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
This is Nat Spring Training Live from Duffy's Sports Grill in West Palm Beach, Florida on 106.7 The Fan. Welcome back to Nat Spring Training Live here from Duffy's on Clematis in West Palm Beach. Charlie Slows, Dave Jagler with you until 8 o'clock as we are visiting with Nationals right-hander Cole Henry in his first big league spring training with the Nationals. And, uh, Cole, we talked about the, the, the so much talent in camp and, and guys that you've played with that are all kind of coming together. And you talked about what that's like. It's a real chemistry-building thing now, not for just the big league club. Big league club's learning that the chemistry's coming from underneath them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, in Harrisburg uh, this year especially, or this past year, uh, we had a pretty tight knit group. Um, a lot of the, mostly the whole year, we had the same same squad, and then we were adding. You know, we added Woody, and we added Dylan Cruz. Um, so we we're just constantly, you know, getting really good players, and uh, I think we started to become, you know, closer, and everybody just got to know each other, and now it's kind of getting into that. You know, everybody says what's up to each other. We're all kind of hanging out off the field sometimes too, and uh, I think that's just as important as you know being at the field. Um, <clears throat> being less individualized and more team-based you know no one's better than the team i think that's kind of the message that we want to portray as a younger guy so now in that first big league spring training you get to be around pitchers who've been in the big leagues for a while Mm -hmm. how they go about their business how they prepare for their bullpen session how they prepare for a season what have you picked up along the way so far yeah um you know we do have some season vets around patrick corbin uh, a few in the bullpen as well um and yeah they go they go to work every day uh, you know, doing the extra stuff in the weight room, getting worked on in the training room. Um, just, you know, it's definitely a different mindset as far as start to start studying hitters. And uh, just, you know, I've actually been able to talk to a lot of guys just, you know, about pitches and, you know, different ways to go about certain hitters and, you know, just different pitches in general. And it's it's been really cool to be able to just pick everyone's brain a little bit on, you know, what do they think about this pitch or, you know, what do you think about, you know, being a little bit quicker to the plate? Like, what are you sacrificing with being quicker to the plate? Are you sacrificing location? You know, do you want to switch up your timings and throw the hitter off? You know, it's kind of like a dance with the hitter. Like, just certain things that I had questions about and, you know, guys have been around the block a little bit um, just trying to see, you know, what their thoughts were on stuff like that. But you had a pretty good resource. I mean, you come from a baseball family. Growing up in Alabama, your dad pitched in the minors. How much mm-hmm. of, a, of an influence was, was that on you growing up, what, he, what yeah. he went through in his career? Uh, my dad was a huge influence on me and uh, my brothers as well. I have two younger brothers. Um, they also play college ball right now. Um, and, yeah, our, our whole lives was, you know, baseball and mostly pitching. You know, he was a big pitching guy, and uh, I never was really that great of a hitter, so – <laughs> I, I really love pitching, and that was what I was really good at. And thank, thankfully, my dad knew a good bit about it and knew how to, you know, teach me the right ways and how to go about things a certain way and kind of a good work ethic coming up. So Now, is this, is this story true? I, I, I'm reading this story. Uh-huh. I, I mean, find anything on the Internet. When you were <laughs> nine years old, that your dad would heckle you yeah. while you were pitching. Yep. And the, the point was is that he was trying to keep you focused on your task of pitching. Yes. And if you were paying attention to what he was saying, then you were focused on, on that. Yeah. At, at yeah. nine years old. Yeah. Is this true? It's is very true, yeah. My dad is uh, he's quite the character. He, he uh, you well, know. What would he say? I mean, you're nine. Well, it was mostly like, don't look at me. Um, I think that sometimes I would have not that much trouble when I was nine years old getting guys out. So yeah. I felt like I was a little bored out there, you know. And he would be like, you know, come on, throw strikes. And I would just kind of be looking at him like, 
you know, I am throwing strikes or, you know, whatever. And he, the main point of it was, like, no matter what anyone is saying around you, you got to focus on, you know, the task at hand. That's just okay, you know, that's, to pitch. You know? That's better when you hear, like, heckling is like he's not saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But you, yeah. get, you get that when you go to LSU and you're playing yeah, exactly. in the SEC yeah. on the road. You're going to get that. No, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't like, chirping me, you know, okay. telling me I was terrible or anything. No. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he, would, he would try to just, you know, let me know that, you know, anything that's going on around me, obviously, don't pay attention to. Focus on what you're doing. And, uh, you know, yeah, he tried to instill that in me and my brothers at a young age. Just, you know, that's how a successful pitcher becomes is – you got to block out the noise, focus on what you're doing. So when you're out there now, I mean, does the stadium hum? Is that, like, out of your, your field and you're, yeah. you're on the mitt? For sure, for sure. I try to feel like, um, you know, it's just another day. Just try to be cool, calm, collected, not not let anything around me kind of throw me off of what's going on inside, you know, my game. And, um, you know, go, being at LSU, too, it really helped. I feel like just, you know, the crowd can kind of sway you in certain ways. You want to try to throw a pitch extra hard when there's two strikes and you let it, you know, let it go and it hits them or whatever. You just got to really be able to take that energy from the crowd and focus it in on, you know, what, what you're trying to do. Yeah, see, now I know in a minor league game, from my experience, can happen when there's not a big crowd there. People go to a minor league game, a fan of the home team, but they're specifically there just to torment players <laughs> on opposing teams. Yep, yep. So uh, you had to have seen that happen. Oh, 100 times, yeah. I mean <laughs> – Especially, you know, yeah, you're going anywhere, like, in the Northeast, especially. There's, like, not huge crowds, but there'll be, you know, one or two guys will just be on you the whole – yeah, drinking, uh, just on you the whole time, just trying to get in your head. Uh, I guess that's how they entertain themselves during the game, too. So. <laughs> well, they they could be in the big leagues, too. Exactly, you get yeah. them in the big leagues, yep, too. Yep. That's, I never quite get that, but that's some people's mission for the night. Yeah. I, they yeah. think they're helping their team. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So for you, we gotta we got to wrap it up, and we're going to have uh, Jacob Young coming up next. You, you were able to go like 33 innings last year. I mean, coming off your surgery, do you kind of have a, a goal, a number in mind, what you want to get to this year as you as you ramp back up? Definitely. Um, I think 75 to 100 innings this year is a definitely a, a you know, graspable goal um, for me. And, you know, maybe even more. We'll just see how it, it goes. I don't know what the exact plan is for the whole entire year. Um, but just take it start by start do what I can, try to help the team win in any way, um, you know, whether it's in double AA, A, triple A, big leagues, whatever, I'll do anything. I just want to compete and uh, play the game that I love. So, And they'll control your innings as a starter, or is there any chance you'd pitch in relief? Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I'm willing to do anything. Uh, I did a little bit of both last year, and I liked I like both. It's definitely two different, you know, mindsets and ways to go about um, your job as far as being a reliever and a starter. So um, it'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, I'll, I'll be fine with anything. We well, want to see 99 up, that's in, the, right. up in the yeah. big leagues. Yeah, we no want to see it maybe Me later too. this week. One of yeah. our games will be broadcasting. Cole, it's great to get to know you. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. We really appreciate it here. I Thank appreciate you. you guys. Yeah, it's been a blast. Cole appreciate Henry, it. Nationals right-hander here at Duffy's on Clematis. In downtown West Palm Beach, you're listening to National Spring Training Live. We'll come back with Nationals outfielder Jacob Young next on 106.7 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Nat Spring Training Live from Duffy Sports Grill in West Palm Beach, Florida on 106.7 The Fan. And the pitch swung on, hit high in the air to left center field. Coming over is the left fielder and the center fielder, and Young makes the catch. Now throwing toward the plate, the tag, and he's out! He's out! He's out! Unbelievable throw by Jacob Young for a double play, and the inning is over. That looked like no chance. On the fly, guns down Alejandro Kirk at the plate. Welcome back to National Spring Training Live here from Duffy's Sports Grill on Clabanis in downtown West Palm Beach. Charlie Slows, Jay Jagler with you until 8 o'clock. And the man who made that throw is our next guest here tonight, Jacob Young. Now, Alejandro Kirk's not the fastest runner, but oh, no, he's, you, he's really fast. Come on. Don't. But from where you were, it looked at where you had to go and how far you had to go to get to that ball, we're like, oh, that's a route. He's, he's going to score. He's scoring. We haven't, we, we haven't seen Jacob Young. We, we don't know if he can throw. And I guess you can threw, throw. He threw a seed. <laughs> no, that was, uh, it was quite the way to, to kind of start, start a career, I guess. It was, it was, a, wild, it was a wild play, and um, it kind of all just – fell into place, and, and I'm very happy that Kiebert, Kiebert made the play and, and got the tag down. That was like your second or third game, right? Yeah, I think it was my second or third. Yeah, one or two. And, then, and the Nationals ended up winning by a run. So yeah. that, that was a huge play. That's like yeah. a, a welcome to the big leagues it moment. It was. It was a huge welcome to the big leagues moment. Um, it was a lot of firsts that whole week was kind of a blur. So uh, going back and, and kind of seeing all that was, was awesome. I know. As soon as you heard, the, I think, Kirk, did you realize when you heard the call what, was, what we were playing? When did it hit you that you were listening to that throw? Well, once I heard the center fielder caught it, I was like, uh, I definitely know something. I definitely remember something about that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was tremendous play. And then that was the start of, of your time in the big leagues with the Nationals. But what a year it was. Wilmington, where you started, uh, and you went up to Harrisburg in June. And it wasn't but a couple of months later, you're at Rochester for a four minute, games. You know. <laughs> for four games, and then all of a sudden you're in the big leagues. We talked to you after it happened. I mean, probably no one was more surprised than you when they told you you were going to the big leagues after four games at Rochester. Yeah, it was it was a wild year. Uh, a lot of unexpected. I really went in the year just wanting to have a good year and kind of enjoy the process of everything. Um, and and the whole thing kind of just started snowballing, and, and, and it ended up being, you know, one of the craziest years ever, and it was, it was just a blessing to even have the opportunity to do that. Did you leave behind a lot of broken leases? 
<laughs> luckily, oh, you, got, you got to move to all these different places. Luckily, the Nationals take care of that, okay. so we uh, we get to avoid that, um, and they make it make it very easy. Yeah, on you us. signed that long term lease in Rochester. You're there four games. <laughs> well, yeah. well, that was one of the new things in the minor leagues, right? When when the major league teams arrange the housing for everybody, so that you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Anymore. Yeah, it's it's a massive relief. Um, just be knowing that you don't have to try to, you know find a new lease, take care of the old one. All you have to do is get your stuff out and go to the new place. It, it's been a huge relief for, I know, a lot of people. And it takes – it's already such a stressful process to begin with. It takes just that much more stress off of us, and it, it's a huge relief. So when you, you talk about kind of that throw as a, as a welcome to the big leagues moment, was there another, like, maybe you saw a player you had watched on TV or something? Like, what was that moment like, oh, my oh my God, I started the year in Wilmington, and here I am, I'm sharing the field with X player. Yeah. Who, who was that guy? Um, I think, you know, that first – my first hit um, – I got to first base and, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. started talking to me about, you know, the first hit and just laughing at me and joking at me, and that was that was cool. I mean, I grew up an Angels fan, so I watched his dad play a lot of uh, baseball games, and then being able to be next to him and, and kind of talk to him was just was a wild moment. It's cool. How, how were you an Angels fan in Florida? <laughs> so my whole, Trout? Trout? <laughs> no, my whole family's from, uh, from Orange County, California. Okay. Um, I was the only one born in Florida. They moved down. My mom was pregnant with me, so... Uh, we grew up Angels fans. Got it. Angels fans in Florida. There have been a few Florida Gators who went on to play for the Angels. There's been a few. Fontana, I know, is one. Um, Eckstein was a big one. A couple of them. Yeah, the Eckstein brothers. The Eckstein. We know very well. <laughs> uh, but to, to do what you did and accomplish what you did in, in a, all in one year, then the way you can run, that's the other big part of your game. We saw your speed on that play, but uh, it, in – 22 with Fredericksburg, stole 52 and 59 bases, continued running throughout the minor leagues, and then in a little over a month in the big leagues, you went 13 for 13 in stolen bases. Nobody else in the big leagues stole 13 bases in fewer than 50 games, and you did it in 33. Yeah, no, it was, uh, I mean, I know it's a big part of my game, so it's something that I take a lot of pride in. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you. It's fun to watch, right? Yeah, it's, it's fun to watch, and um, the, the Nationals really encourage it, which is really nice. They, they want chaos, kind of, you know. They want the, everything to be moving and, and to create a lot of uh, pressure on the defense, and so it's something that I take a lot of pride in and, and something I know that helps the team uh, when I do it successfully. So what's the process? I mean, at big leagues, you got video on every pitcher. You could watch pickoff moves. You know the catcher's pop time. You know the pitcher's, uh, you know, how long it takes him to get the throw to the plate. Yet you see so many more stolen bases at the, at the lower minor league level. Is it harder to steal bases in, in the big leagues because the, the catchers are better and the pitchers are more attuned? Or, but yet you have more information. So how does that balance work between yeah, stealing bases in A ball compared to the big leagues? Yeah, for sure. In the lower levels, you know, you're really counting on your first base coach to get you that time um, whenever they can. Um, and that's really the only thing you're going off of um, unless you've played the guy before or you know him of some sort. But once you get to the big leagues, you have a lot of video, like you said, and, and you just have a lot of – you have a lot of tells or you have a lot of things that – that can give you that half step, which is huge. Um, but obviously the catchers are better. Um, they have better arms. A lot of the moves are better, pickoff moves. But um, it's definitely it's definitely a balancing act. But uh, I know with Parra this year and with EY last year, they, they did a great job giving us the resources to, to know when to go and, and kind of which, which guys to take advantage of. So are you a video guy? Do you do you look at the pitchers' moves? I mean, obviously you want to look at their, their pitches to be able to hit them. Are you also watching their moves? Yeah, for sure. We, uh, I know last year we were always checking on the moves um, just, just to really know if he has a good one. Um, they all have a, 
an average one, but you want to make sure he doesn't have that really good one. That will keep keep you cautious and, and kind of go from there and kind of just hopefully you can find something. A little tell here or there really, really helps. Of course, the, earlier in the week, the Nationals saw, what, seven, seven bases against, seven against the Astros. And, of course, you had the rules change where a pitcher can only throw over twice. So advantage to the runner once he throws over twice. Is the focus going to come with the speed of the young players on this team that, all right, he's thrown over twice, go ahead? Yeah, like I said, um, Davey and the Nationals, they really encourage that. They, they want to put as much pressure as the, on the defense as they can. And um, it's something that with the guys we have on the roster, I think we're going to be able to do a lot of. Um, even the guys coming up, the younger guys, all of them are very athletic, have great speed. Um, so just knowing that and knowing the pressure we can put on the defense, I think it's going to be a great advantage for us um, when the bats do go cold or when we're facing a really good pitcher. For you this spring, we, we've seen you play other outfield positions besides center field. Last year we only saw you in center field. How much corner outfield have you played, either in college or, or in the lower minor leagues? Yeah, I played a lot. Um, college, one year I played a full season at second base, and then I played a full season in left and a full season right. So I've played um, a lot of corner outfield. In the minor league, same thing. I played mostly the games in left and right, and I would get one or two games a week in center. Um, so it's something I've done a lot, and I knew that they, they wanted me to kind of have that in my tool bag uh, when I when I came to came to spring training for this year. So something that I'm very comfortable with, and, and wherever they need me, I'm, I'm going to be comfortable playing there. So was your time in the big leagues the most center field you had ever played? Yeah, consistently until high school. Like before high school, that was the mo or before college, that was the most I've ever played center field consistently. Wow. Uh, so what? Which do you? I mean, which is easier? I mean, are they? They all have their kind of different. You know, if you got to read the slice and the hook in the corner, and you know, you got to play the corners. Which do you find easier? I, I love center field. It's just you have so much room, like room to roam. Um, I feel like a lot of a lot of like really cool plays, the special plays can be made out there. Um, and I honestly think it might be the easiest in terms of the way the balls hit to you. Yeah, straight on, you can see the spin. Those left and right, if you get the wrong spin on those guys, you can be running down the lines forever and, and, and kind of looking a fool out there. So it's um, I actually think it feels the easiest, but I think it's the most fun too. And there's a lot of guys on this club that would probably agree that they're all center fielders. Exactly. Bruce Wood. Robles, Mackenzie Gore, <laughs> Hassel. Yep. I mean, he's these guys can all fly. Yeah, and we've all shared. I mean, I've played with those guys now for a lot of them three seasons now, um, and we've all shared center field and the corners together, and, and they're all great athletes, and, and really that's just an advantage for the Nationals because you're having more and more center fielders um, play the position, and, and if they need to move us around, they can. We're visiting with Jacob Young, Nationals outfielder. You're listening to National Spring Training Live here from Duffy's Sports Grill on Clematis in downtown West Palm Beach. And we will continue more with Jacob in a moment after these words on 106.7 The Fan. This is Nat Spring Training Live from Duffy's Sports Grill in West Palm Beach, Florida on 106.7 The Fan. And welcome back to Duffy's Sports Grill on Clabana Street in downtown West Palm Beach. National Spring Training Live. Charlie Slows, Dave Jagler with you. We'll be here again next Sunday from 7 until 8 with National Special Guest. Nats were rained out this afternoon in their scheduled game with the Miami Marlins. They will play again tomorrow afternoon against the St. Louis Cardinals. 
at Cacti Park of the Palm Beaches. We will broadcast tomorrow on the radio at 1 o'clock on 1580 AM WJFK in the nation's capital. And reminder that uh, tickets are available for all Nats spring training games. You can go to Nats.com slash spring for a full schedule. And, of course, tickets for the regular season at Nats.com slash tickets for all games, including opening day at Nationals Park. That'll be Monday, April the 1st, Nats and Pirates at 4.05 with the first 20,000 fans receiving a reversible bucket hat presented by PenFed. That'll be honest before you know it. It will be. It's, it's exciting. Jacob I mean, Young is with us, Nationals outfielder. Yeah, I mean, you, you uh, like, I said, like we talked about, you opened last year in – in Wilmington, I mean, your goal is to make the opening day roster. So that's, uh, uh, you know, what it's kind of a, is it a, a nervous time or how, how do you go about it? Yeah, you know, it's there's there's nerves involved. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things involved, a lot of emotions involved. But it's really I just see it as an opportunity. Um, you're just blessed to have that opportunity uh, to even have the chance to do this. So it's something that I'm just, you know, I just want to sh- show them what I can do, um, how I can help this team win baseball games, and, and kind of just go from there. And, and whatever happens, happens, and, and we'll kind of move on and, and have a great year either way. When you play sports, y- your teammates become your friends. They're the guys you're with every day. But in a sense, there can be competition with friends. Somebody's going to get a call. Somebody isn't. You got a bunch of them last year. Yeah, you know, it's it, it is a weird thing in the minor leagues. You know, you your best friends are your best competitors, and, and they're the guys that, you know, can take your job in, in, in an instant. And um, we're lucky to have the guys we have, um, especially the younger guys that I've now kind of played all the all the levels with. It's, it's been great. They're, they're some of my best friends, and, and we're really rooting for each other because we know that their successes are only going to help help our own, and it's, it's only going to go from there. We were talking in the break about, you know, some of the, the trips that you've made this spring and, and some of the ballparks you play in. I mean, this is kind of, you've played in all these ballparks kind of your, your whole life. I mean, this, this has got to be kind of a familiar, comfortable feeling, like this Florida spring training. How many of the, the parks that you play in now with a big league uniform on did you play in before when you were coming up? Yeah, almost all of them. Um, played travel ball at Port St. Lucie. Um, played a bunch at JetBlue at the Red Sox the other day. Played a lot here, actually. Once, we got, once it's open, we played a lot here. Um, a, a lot of games in Jupiter, Florida at uh, the Marlins and the, and the Cardinals, so... Um, I've, I think we visit almost all the Florida ones, Pittsburgh, Twins. I mean, we've gone to all of them um, throughout my year. So, so playing in those stadiums, it's definitely familiar territory. Wow. So after all those big league spring training parks, what was it like the first, t- first time when you called up, walk through the tunnel, after you get to the park, get your uniform on, you're probably by yourself, I'm going to walk out and see what a big league field is like. Yeah, look was, around the ballpark. It was in Miami. Um, I remember I walked out. Um, I wanted just to kind of see what the field was like. I've never played on that field before, so I wanted to go out there. And I walked out and just kind of took a deep breath and looked around and actually spotted my my family was there early, kind of just out there looking. So I got to spot some of my family, and that was kind of that was a cool moment just to kind of see them and them enjoying the same moment I was. Is there a, like an oh my gosh moment? This is everything that I've ever worked for. Yeah, kind of feeling. yeah, no, it definitely is. There's a there's a big thing of you know this is this is all your dreams coming true. As a little kid, everyone you know wants to be a, a professional athlete of some sort, and, and now you're on the biggest stage. But um, I think that 
it quickly goes away and moves into a competitive aspect of, you know, it's now, now it's your job and it's kind of what you're supposed to be doing. So it's definitely something that I got to enjoy more in the offseason and kind of look back on. You played your college ball at University of Florida, and the Nationals drafted you in 2021. We had Cole Henry on, and he's an LSU guy. There's so many SEC guys in the in the in the big leagues in general, but in your clubhouse specifically. Do you guys have a little, uh, you know, trash talk and wagering when you guys have the the three game weekend series? Oh, for sure. Um, any sport, honestly. Uh, football, but the LSU guys have had the num- their, your number here lately. They have. Um, I know. I know. We had me and Lane had something going on for the Tennessee football game last year. Um, LSU always likes always like to talk. Um, that's for sure. But uh, no, they're all good guys. Cole and Dylan. Um, it's fun to just talk about college baseball and, and all the memories we've had in the different places we've played. Um, all right. So is it, are the bragging rights more now for football or for baseball? I would say there's still baseball. Okay. Um, yeah, because it's something we can control a little more, uh, something we actually affected more than uh, the football team. But, you know, everyone watches football so much that it's something that we uh, we are just as invested in as everyone else. Yeah, F- uh, Florida's programs have been great. I mean, they had a run to basketball, football. Uh, and wherever you play college baseball in Florida, it's big time. You know, whether you're playing Florida State, whether you're playing Miami, even go down the West Coast, Florida Gulf Coast, has put guys in the big leagues. So that there, there is no easy place, easy club to play. No, and, and during midweeks, we always go down and play. We play the Stetsons, we play the JUs, the UNFs, um, the Gulf Coasts, and it's something that's you play a lot of those guys in travel ball, so you know a lot of the familiar faces and you know how good they are. Um, so those games are always very competitive. And when you're at a big school like Florida or Florida State those schools are going to give you their best shot every time, so it's always a competitive game in, in, those, in those little midweeks. So, so, the, so did, you, did you face Cole Henry when he was at LSU? I didn't face him. Um, I did not. He, was, he did not pitch that week. Um, I don't know if he was doing I think he might have, been, might have been hurt or something. I don't know what he's – but I did not face him. Um, we never got in that batting against each other, Okay. Sadly. Anyone else in the clubhouse that you faced? In, Ooh, um – I think in college about Thaddeus Ward was that no never no. faced Thad. Um, I mean I played against Trey I played against Lipscomb he was at Tennessee but that doesn't I don't, I think I missed Cruz by a year um, so I missed a lot of people uh, by by a year or two well you were, you were drafted in 21 wasn't was Cruz a freshman in 21 because he, yeah, he was freshman of the fresh, year in SEC no he was the next year okay. I think his first year was 22 all right yeah so, so Lip, Lipscomb that's another guy huh yeah. talent wise you see charts. a difference in him from when, what you remember? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, he was a good hitter at Tennessee, for sure. Uh, um, obviously, where he got drafted and everything, but just mentally, you know, you can tell the big difference he's had, and just he's just he's a great dude, and and he's gonna he's gonna have a wonderful wonderful career. He's great defensively. He's so he can play multiple positions. Um, he's gonna he's gonna do great things. Yeah, the depth that this organization didn't have is changing by the minute when you see every day what comes out out of the field it's 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 incredible what what they didn't have a few years ago in terms of talent what we're seeing now yeah no it's, it's a lot of fun i mean i know a lot of us are the guys that came in and backed up these these guys last year in spring training when we were in minor league camp we would come and kind of play the last two or three innings once those guys got subbed out and and now we're kind of up here you know making our own noise and it's, it's a lot of fun to kind of see all of us do this together and and kind of show you know that we're coming, and that we're we're going to be a force to be to be had for for a long time. Yeah, it's what, funny. I said to James Wood the other day, "Is there anything that's that much different about what you're doing in terms of the routine?" He said, "No, it's not that much different than what we've done at every you know the other levels of the minor leagues." He goes, 
but this is where you want to be. <laughs> exactly. It's, 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 it's the life, as they would say. Um, there's pressure that comes with it for sure, but you would, you would never want to be anywhere else. You've got uh, Parra now working with the outfielders uh, as in addition to being the first base coach. What He won a couple of gold gloves. What is he kind of trying to instill in you guys defensively as outfielders? Yeah, he's been great so far. Um, it's really just all about, you know, just right now it's, it's going at game speed, trying to figure ourselves out, um, figure we're all playing multiple positions, so we're trying to kind of um, figure everything out and, and kind of be – be able to be utility guys out there and, and just uh, kind of get the basics down for now and, and kind of be be ready for whatever kind of goes, goes our way. He was a guy who played every outfield position. He yeah, he's, pretty well. he's, he's, uh, I mean, he's incredible to listen to, the stories he has from that World Series year and just other teams. Um, you can talk to him for hours and just listen to the wait, stories he wait has. Wait till he's introduced opening day. Then then you'll know. <laughs> That's you right. haven't seen that I've, yet. I've, you heard, will, yes. I've heard, I've heard okay. it gets pretty wild. When they okay. play the baby shark. <laughs> It's crazy. Jacob, thanks for doing this. We appreciate you coming by. Thank you, guys. Jacob Young, Nationals outfielder, our guest here tonight on Nationals Spring Training Live. That's all the time we have for tonight. We'll be back here next Sunday night from 7 until 8, and we'll be back with you on the radio tomorrow afternoon, Nats and Cardinals, 1 o'clock on AM 1580 WJFK, and we hope you will join us then. Thanks to our engineer right here at Duffy's and wherever we go, the jack of all things, Jack Hicks, Mr. Donald Hankerson at the controls back at our studios in 106.7, the fan of the nation's capital. Now for Dave Jagger, Charlie Slow saying thanks again for being with us here for National Spring Training Live on 106.7, the fan. Good night, everybody. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.